This edition of Farming the Countryside is brought to you by Pivot BioProven. Get what you paid for. The nitrogen that stays put, whether or not. Learn more at pivotbio.com. Welcome to Farming the Countryside. I'm Andrew McRae. We've all heard and perhaps experienced the prices of land and machinery moving higher, much higher in some cases. So who is buying and selling that land? How have the market dynamics shifted and what has changed, perhaps forever? It's our topic for this week's Farming the Countryside and is brought to you by Pivot BioProven. In 2020, I had the chance to use a new corn nitrogen product firsthand in my fields, Pivot BioProven. Pivot BioProven adheres to the root of the corn plant creating a mutually beneficial nitrogen-generating partnership that stays strong all the way through harvest. It's the weather-resistant and sustainable way to achieve more predictable, more productive yields than ever before. Our 2021 trial is well underway. This past week, top-dressed nitrogen was put on some of those acres, while other portions of the field received none. We'll be looking at how Pivot BioProven can help supply corn with the nitrogen it needs throughout the season. And that hopefully means the use of less synthetic nitrogen in the future, saving us money while still supplying the corn the nutrients it needs. Pivot Bio Proven may change the way you think about nitrogen. Learn more at pivotbio.com. Dan Sullivan and the Sullivan family have been in the auction business for several decades now. Over time, their geographic scope of land, machinery, and more that they help auction has grown. So it made sense to give Dan a call and talk about what he's seen in the market right now. We know that prices have been moving higher, but I was wanting to get his thoughts on who is buying and selling the land in this market. What are some of the specific details he's seen change in the last 18 months? And will some of those changes be with us forever, so to speak? It's an interesting topic with impacts on many of us, whether we are buying or selling land right now. Dan Sullivan, Sullivan Auctioneers, joins me. And Dan, you know, that name is well known, Sullivan Auctioneers. Uh, If you have the last name of Sullivan, there's a good chance you might work at Sullivan Auctioneers. You've truly got a a family affair out there for several decades now, right? Well, thank you. It's good visiting with you. Thanks for giving us the opportunity uh, to call in and, and kind of talk about what's going on out there in the ag world. But yeah, it's a... It's uh, now well into the third generation and uh, could not be any more excited uh, here at Sullivan Auctioneers with what we've got going. But uh, again, thanks for reaching out to us. Dan, you know, a lot of people are familiar kind of with what your family does in the auction business. But take me back to when you got started. Was it mostly machinery, land, or was it uh, all types of things that you do now and just continued to grow with the market? Or how did you all get started back three generations ago? Yeah, it was uh, started out just kind of as a grassroots operation. We started out in uh, August of uh, 1979, so we're coming up on 42 years. And, uh, you know, back then, I mean, goodness, look at the changes we've had in the last 12 months. And you can imagine what we've had in over 40 years. But started out just as a as a general auction company, family-owned business, uh, just grassroots. Went to, decided to start a business, and, uh, wow, we only knew what we were getting into. But uh, it was pretty tough sledding for several years. Started out uh, mainly doing household and antique sales like so many auction companies did and uh, didn't really have anything that we specialized in, but just kind of whatever was out there to sell. We were, you know, eager to to get in front of the people and show them what we had to offer. And uh, 
it's sure come a long way since then. But started out general auction company, and and now here we are in 2021, and mainly specializing in uh, land and equipment, uh, you know, across the entire country. So yeah, a lot of changes. Well, I want to get into some of those changes and what we're seeing here really across the nation, you know, in the last six months or a year or so. But, but before we jump into that, you mentioned that, you know, you have seen changes over the years, but these last six to 12 months, is this kind of unprecedented times or do you compare it to anything else that you have seen in the in the land and machinery market and auction market uh, over your time in the business? Well, obviously, I think that the answer is unprecedented changes in the last, you know, 14, 15 months, Andrew. It's just uh, unbelievable. And we were in a position to position ourselves to adjust and adapt to those changes that we felt were coming anyway. But they just got dropped upon us a little sooner than what we were thinking. But uh, there's just, uh, you know, with these online uh, auctions and the real estate being a virtual, which is still keeping the live element in it. So we've got the machinery uh, that's timed online and, and then the land equipment auctions and we've been having internet bidding now for over 20 years so the database that we had built up and when we were forced to make these changes kind of a nearly on the 12th hour uh, we were in a position to do that and, and uh, with the data again that we've acquired we were able to put these uh, you know the land and the equipment into in front of a bigger audience and uh, then it, then it, we didn't have that background behind us as far as uh, the internet bidding. When you think back to, you know, a year and a half ago before the pandemic, what percentage of sales were you doing that would have been virtual or online versus now? Did you really have that many back then? You certainly had internet bidding, but you were, were you almost always on site conducting the auction back there? I'd say 95%, if not more, was, was on site combined with obviously the internet you know the bidding, and 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 what what's kind of changed is is you know if you were having a machinery auction at ten o'clock, uh, you know this morning or tomorrow morning, uh, and you've got a farmer out there doing chores or you know cutting hay or planting or harvesting, and he thinks well, you know there's I'm not going to take time to register online. You know I'm two hours from the sale or I'm two states away more than likely somebody live at the auction is probably going to buy that item. So some of them, I mean, obviously there's a large presence, but there was also those certain amount of people that just thought, well, I'm not going to do it now with them being all of our equipment auctions currently are, are online, timed online. So everybody's like, oh, shoot, I've got just a good, nobody has an advantage over me. We're all sitting at the same table playing on the same level playing grounds. So, we're seeing two and three and sometimes four times the audience and the amount of registered bidders than we did at a live venue combined, you know, with the internet bid. And if you have a machinery sale and you'd have, you know, 150, 200 people on site and another 75 online, now we're we're having five, six, seven, you know, sometimes over a thousand bidders, and uh, and we're also the only company that I know of that's offering free internet bidding. So when we decided to go to these things, it used to be. You know, if you if you went to a live sale, you know, and, and you bought an item at the, at the auction, you paid the hammer price, and the people buying online obviously had an internet buyer's premium. But when we went to online, we just felt that they didn't have that choice of uh, of going to a live sale. You were forced to bid online, and we just didn't think it was a thing to do to to charge a a buyer's premium when 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 that was the only option there was. So we're we're paying all the internet fees and we're getting a lot of positive feedback on that and again everybody's uh, sets at the same table and has a fair a fair they're playing at the same set of rules i guess
it may be hard to know, but do you think when we move to these online auctions, in, and we're in a rising market, so maybe it's not, it's really hard to know, but do we get just as good at bidding or even more out of that equipment or that land when we went to the virtual platform versus the other? It seems to me, you think of the, the old farm auction when everybody stood around the piece of equipment. <laughs> I say the old times, a year and a half ago, it seemed like that, you know, you'd see two people really bid it up, but Maybe that happens online as well, and maybe we're getting just as good or even better prices. Of course, it's a rising market now. Well, at, at the beginning of that question, Andrew, very good point. You know, we're looking at a, at a market that's rising so fast that even us, you know, Sullivan's dealing with it every day. It's even hard for us to keep up with it. We had, we had a, a land auction over in central Illinois. Yeah, we had it was in I forget which county, but over there in east central Illinois, pretty good farm. We sold. Probably um, you know somewhere in November, and and the farm brought at that time like eleven thousand eight hundred an acre. We turned around and sold a farm just a few miles away from it. I mean the farms mirrored each other. One was just like looking in a mirror; they were just identical. We turned around and sold a farm in February, and and, and the farm brought like nine hundred dollars an acre more money. Uh, the the market was rising, so obviously yes, you'd have to say that you know there couldn't have been a better timing. But uh, the uh, we, we just feel that. That those that the online sales and 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 not having the expense of, of paying a buyer's premium and we've been in the business now for forty years and we do a, a lot more photographing of the items. We put a lot of information online. We're the only auction company that's premier sponsors of Machine Repeat. So of course, Greg Peterson, a good friend of ours, we you know do a lot of uh, advertising through him. Uh, his weekly show. Uh, we we have a. You know, and an ad that, that we put the information out there, and just a, seems like a bigger audience, and 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 the, and the, the, the rising market doesn't hurt either. But we just feel that stuff's bringing more money online than it does, you know, the elements and and parking and and just uh, several things that we just feel that this is obviously going to be the future. Sure, sure. We know that land prices have been moving higher. You referenced that, you know, nine hundred dollars uh, more per acre, and it just been a, f- a few months, uh, you know, in between those two s- farms that mirrored one another. We know that those prices have been going up, but my perception is, is since let's say January first or February, so so much in there, that 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 line that was going up began to move a lot steeper angle. Uh, and is that is my perception correct in what you're seeing out there in the land market? Yes, it is. And- you know, several reasons why the, we have unprecedented interest rates. You can borrow money long term for, for you know, un, uh, depending on where you go and, and how sharp a pencil you have. But, uh, you know, for there's the, never been a better time, you know, to, to buy land. Commodity prices, we've always felt that the interest rates probably affected land as, as much or more than commodity prices. And now you have these commodity prices that's jumped. You know, we have a, I was talking to a, a gentleman up in Iowa the other day. And he said, you know, I had a bin that I needed to clean out the end of August. That's just, what, seven, eight months ago of, of 2020. And he said, I took a couple truckloads to the elevator, and, 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 he, and he sold it. And this is in August, the end of August. He got 292 for it. In the same week he was telling this story, uh, he had sold corn, and I, you know, like for 740 something So you're looking at four dollars and fifty cents a bushel increase in, in seven eight months and then you compile you know on top of of, of the interest rates and uh, so this this the land has just absolutely just went 
straight up. Again, as I said earlier, it's a rising market that's even hard to keep up with. You know, we're looking at more land than we've ever looked at. And if you go to our website, you'll see that we have over 5,000 acres coming up in the next 45 days. We probably have looked at that much ground that we haven't that that we didn't get, and it isn't because we lost it to a competitor or another auction company. You know, they'll call up and and say, "Hey, we're looking at selling a farm," and and uh, you know, we we do have to check with our tenants first, or we have to check with this person. And there's so many times they're they're, they're just getting it bought before it ever before we can ever get a, a you know a contract signed to sell it. So uh, we're just telling people be careful. You know, it, it rep, you're rep, you're looking at a lot of money and. Uh, and, and obviously, the, the 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 relationship that they have with some of those farmers, uh, they honor that, and, and we respect that too. But uh, this thing is just, and 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 machinery as well. We're, we're looking at something that that I've never seen stuff rise like it's been rising. You mentioned several things there that I wanted to to hit on. Of course, we've seen the commodity prices move higher, and a lot of farms and ag businesses received stimulus money. And so that meant that there was more cash infusion. But if you go back a year, year and a half, we still had pretty low interest rates. Did that mean that you had more outside folks, investors that were competitive on that land versus now that I would perceive that farmers have even more cash and so that they would be the ones out there in front buying that land? How has the mix of who's acquiring the land changed or has it changed? It, 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 there, there was, uh, you know, back going back a year and a half, two years ago, whatever, we were still seeing some, you know, some strong land prices. We sold some ground that, you know, shocked everybody what it was bringing. You know, we, we had some ground there you with know, it would bring, you know, ten or ten five, bring eleven, eleven five. The same farms today bringing, you know, fifteen thousand. But there was a lot of of, of of investors that were looking and had groups and had funds that they were buying for, and they were getting maybe. Uh, our analytics and, and our, our, our graphs were showing that those investors were getting 27, 28, 9 percent of the bigger tracts of, of ground bought. Now they're down into single digits. I mean, it's it's hard to outbid a farmer that has money uh, in his pocket. And there's one thing about a farmer, and we're farmers ourselves, and uh, working with the best people in, in, in the world is American farmer. But you cannot blame them on a bad economy. If they have the money, they're going to spend it. They're not going to put it in a savings account or a CD. They're going to buy a tractor or a farm or something with it. So it's hard for an investor to outbid, you know, a, a farmer that's relatively close by. They're just they're, they're getting the majority of it bought right now. Let's talk about who's selling the land then. Is it farmers that are retiring? Is it some heirs? And do you think that we're seeing more land sell because certainly the market's higher? Or are they looking down the road and we hear certainly rumblings that there could be changes in tax laws and estate laws, and they're wanting to go ahead and get it sold now, perhaps before things change. Andrew, you can check all those boxes, what you just said, every one <laughs> of them is a factor, every one of them. Obviously, you're you're a farmer yourself, and, and you're following the land and equipment market, but combination, uh, you know, there, there's some rumbling about uh, the capital gains. There are also, it's easy to divide money. You can divide it right to the penny. It's hard to divide land. And, uh, we're looking at a large piece of ground right now for for a fall sale uh, up in Iowa. It's in four different areas, and 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 you know some of them are wanting to keep, some are wanting to to sell, and it ultimately is going to be sold because you know they, whoever wants to, you know, family can 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 buy a track if they want. But it, it's you know we're looking at, and we're seeing the same thing on equipment auctions. We're having farmers that are calling, and and we saw this back you know in '08, '09, and where they're like. Oh man, I don't know. This thing is just really, really good right now, and uh, you know it might be a time to 
to, to retire, and otherwise maybe they would have farmed another year or two. So we're seeing uh, people taking advantage of the of the, the iron and, and the land, both equally. So with this land that's coming up for sale now, you see even more, it sounds like, coming up for sale. Is that a trend that you think we'll continue to see that more more is going to change hand? Because sometimes I think, at least I perceive that some of that land has just been held on to by the heirs. They felt like they could rent it and that was the best way to receive the income. But now have things changed enough that more of that is going to change hands then? Yeah, I'd say definitely. You know, it used to be land would sell maybe in you know February or March, and then it would, it would trade hands again after harvest, November, December. You know, we, we've never had a a, a June and an early July where we have, you know, over 5,000 acres of land. It, it just, it, it, now it sells every month out of the year. And it, it's, it's such a social media world out there and everybody knows everything and what's going on. And so these heirs that are maybe outside of the area or not active in the farmers, they still can get on and they can and find out, you know, what this land is worth. And for sure the high market is, is sparking a lot of these sales and and they've you know maybe been in an estate for three or four years or five years and and they've just kind of you know been going on but now they're like oh my gosh this this farm's worth that kind of money uh so it's it's uh there's a lot of people that are families maybe that are selling because of the the high price and you know i'm not saying everything is always going to stay high but if you look at those graphs over hundreds of years, the high always gets higher and the low never gets as low. And then when it comes back and jumps up again, it gets higher than it did the time before. But when it comes down, it never gets as low as it did. So, you know, land's still a, a good investment over the long haul. And that's what you buy land for. And it's, it's, it's been really good to a lot of families. And, and, uh, but, uh, the, the, the high, the high prices are, are definitely, you know, shaking loose some of this land. You mentioned, you know, the prices and sometimes we'll hear that land is high how do we quantify what high is anymore? And when's the last time that you remember us see us, really seeing us fall back? Certainly we have to be aware things can change. I mean, we saw things change pretty fast 15, 16 months ago, but it seems like that trend has continued a long time. I remember the 80s, so I do remember it backing up quite a bit. And there's been some other times where maybe it got flat, but it seems like it continues that march upward. You know what is high. You know, you, you we've seen it. I've seen the '80s uh, when, when when a farm would sell. I remember we sold a farm. And I think Farm Journal covered this. We sold a farm back in uh, in the in the early '80s, and everybody and at that time it brought like thirty seven, thirty eight hundred, and they're like, oh my gosh, there's no way you'll ever pay for it. And, you know, and, and then and then you and then it gets up there, and the next time around it's at four or five thousand. And not that long ago, you know, they were saying, well, this ground sure could hit 10,000. We could see $10,000 acre ground. Well, it just went past that with your head spinning. And we've got some land coming up, and, and, and we always post our results online. And I, I encourage your visitors to go to SullivanAuctioneers.com. It's a very easy uh, to maneuver around on our website, but there's an, a thing you can click on for auction results. I'm going to tell you we have three land auctions coming up uh, in the next three weeks that don't be surprised if they aren't over 16,000 an acre. Uh and and it wouldn't have been that long ago they'd have been at 12 5 or 13,000. And so what is high? You know, you, 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 if if we get some ground, you know, that that gets up in there, it's going to be setting new records for for this area. We've sold ground in northern Iowa for over 19,000 an acre 
and uh, but d different areas have different patterns and, and prices. But so, like you say, what is high? If we sell a farm for sixteen or seventeen thousand an acre, uh, the coffee shop talk and the elevator is going to be how are they ever going to pay for it, and they're, they're crazy. Well, we may be having the same conversation not too long in the future and be looking at twenty some thousand dollar acre ground. I, I just think it's I think the the world of agriculture is is going to be strong and uh, the American uh, farmer and grain and cattle. Uh, I was at a cattle auction uh, recently at Russell, Iowa, and, and the place was packed and the optimism was, you know, farmers are optimists and, and you have to be, you know, to get up every day and do what they do. But uh, we're working with the greatest people and we're looking at unprecedented times. You know, when we had the last big jump in commodity prices back, let's say, in the, the drought times of 12 and 13, the land, a lot of pasture land was brought out of pasture and, and cropped. Do you see that happening again? I mean, so much of it happened before, but uh, as a cattle producer, you know, our ground's about half and half between pasture and crop. But do you see any of, of that going to happen again? Because it becomes pretty attractive sometimes to grow crops versus the cattle market, uh, which has kind of had its ups and downs. Exactly. And and I run a my son, Michael, and I run a couple hundred cows. We kind of dibbled, you know, along in a little bit. And, and again, you, you just have to be optimistic to do it. But uh, it, it, it there definitely has been a lot. Not not, not not coming, but it's already happening. There, there's been a, a lot of fields burned off, and there's going to be more corn planted in these hay and pasture fields than ever before. And, uh, uh, you know, they're looking at, at these commodity prices. And, and, and I'm not saying you could do it today. There's a little strength here in the market recently, but there was a little dip here in the last 10, 15 days. But there's a time you could – you could you could contract new corn for six forty six fifty and, uh, and 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 they're they're looking at that that price so I, I think there's for sure going to be more more grain put in in some of these uh, hay and pasture fields. You know, you mentioned that most of your work today is between land and machinery, yeah, which is going up faster. The land or machinery? They're probably competing to to see which is going to go up faster, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You know, we had a tractor the other day come all the way from Northwest Iowa to Hamilton, Illinois, uh, and uh, from Sibley, Iowa, and it was a tractor that they had had for sale and tried to, to sell it, and we're asking like 200000 I think the highest one on machine repeat was like at one ninety five, and that tractor came down here in our yards and blew all records away by like $80,000. It brought 273000 I believe, so uh, just everything, everything you, you do, and we mentioned early on, I realize the markets you know, have something to do with this, and uh, but uh, it, there's just uh, th this online and, and the activity and everybody having a fair shot at, at everything and everybody setting at the same level playing field, I think, is, is makes the, the, the bidders feel more comfortable. And, and our word in our company is one word, is transparency. And we try to put all the information out there online and treat people right. And, uh, and that's got us where we are today. And, and again, we love what we do. As we wind up, any advice that you would have for either buyers or sellers, things that you're seeing in this market? Because we opened up by saying it's somewhat unprecedented times, so maybe an auctioneer should give some good advice in unprecedented times for folks out there. I don't know, Andrew. I'd say that uh, these that your viewers and, and the farmers, again, they know what they're doing, and 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 uh, and who, who could who could predict what's going on? So I don't think there's any way to look into a crystal ball and, and look what's and, you know. But that's what makes it so interesting and to get up every morning and do what you love to do. And uh, we're, again, dealing with the greatest people, you know, in the entire country and the world is, is the American farmer. But I say just, you know, you love what you do. You get up and do it every day. And, 
you know, if, if you don't like what you're doing, I remember my dad told me, he said, if you don't like what you're doing, boys, he said, you're not going to do a good job at it. And um, I'm one of 11 children. There's seven boys, and we've, we're, we're just doing what we absolutely love and, and dealing with, again, with the greatest people, the, the American farmer and rancher. And, but I don't really have any advice. I, I, whoever would have predicted what's happening. So I just think that uh, over the long haul and, and the future of agriculture, I think it's going to stay strong, Andrew. Dan, I appreciate the time. It's certainly good to visit and uh, catch up on what's going on. And uh, you're out there with so many farmers and ranchers and folks that may be selling and buying. And so it's uh, good to, to hear somebody talk about what's taking place out there in the countryside. Well, again, Andrew, like I said at the beginning of the, of the conversation, thanks for reaching out to us. And it's nice to visit and have a conversation with someone like yourself that's, that's uh, on top of your game in the ag world. So uh, that's nice to, to have a visit with somebody that, you know, that asks the good questions and understands agriculture. I appreciate the time to get to visit with Dan and learn more about what he's seen and experiencing on the ground and in the virtual marketplace. It's certainly an interesting time to be in the auction business. A lot of soybeans went in the ground the week of June 7th. We finally finished our soybean planting this week, plus some replant acres. I saw a lot of planters in the field. It's later than you'd like to finish, but that's what Mother Nature brought many of us this spring. I hope the weather is treating you well. I know many areas are turning hot and dry. Some have already had those conditions for quite some time now. I appreciate you joining us either on your local radio station or via the podcast. Remember to follow Farming the Countryside on Facebook or catch updates by following me on platforms like LinkedIn or Twitter as well. I'll catch you next time on Farming the Countryside. Farming the Countryside has been brought to you by Pivot Bio Proven. Get what you paid for. The nitrogen that stays put, whether or not. Learn more at pivotbio.com.